there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Do you know the difference between branding, marketing, and communications? And do you think you may be interested in breaking into one or more of these professional tracks? If so, I can't wait to introduce you to my next guest because she is first in class and is one of the most articulate professionals I've had the pleasure of working alongside. But before I introduce you to Dara Royer, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's Time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that gives you an exclusive look inside at the episodes and the professionals we're going to be featuring that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four coffee.org, and the sign up box is right there on the homepage. Now, my Java lovers, it is that time. So please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew, because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my wonderful next guest is Dara Royer the Senior Vice President and Chief Communications Officer at Syracuse University. She stepped into this role in 2017, serving as the first leader of the newly formed Marketing and Communications Division at Syracuse. In this role, Dara is responsible for oversight of internal and external marketing efforts, including media relations, strategic marketing campaigns, and brand stewardship. Prior to this job, Dara was Chief Development and Marketing Officer for Mercy Corps, a leading global humanitarian and development nonprofit. At Mercy Corps, Dara and her team were responsible for private, corporate, and foundation fundraising, global marketing, and brand development. Before joining Mercy Corps, Dara was Vice President of Brand Marketing for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, the largest healthcare charity in the world. Dara began her career as an Emmy and AP award-winning television journalist with ABC, CBS, and NBC affiliates across the country. Dora, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Yes, that is so much how I sustain myself these days is uh, lots of Americanos. And I'm thrilled to be here with you. Thanks so much for the opportunity, Andrea. Oh, my goodness. It is my pleasure, Dara. And I want to let our Java junkies know that we will also have a full episode getting into what you do right now at Syracuse. So they should check out show notes to see if that episode has already dropped before the espresso shots, which are what these are. These are 10 quick questions to help our young Java junkies figure out if they may want to get into either branding, marketing, or communications, or all of the above. So Dara, let us dive right into the first espresso shot. What entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into these fields? So there are a great number of entry-level positions for new professionals. The first opportunity is really exploring areas of digital marketing and communications. So specifically, digital coordinator, social media specialist, 
These positions require individuals who have a great sense of digital platforms. And I'll tell you for more uh, seasoned, an expression that I'll use for older folks like myself. Uh, <laughs> and me. Uh, yes, for, for some of us who, who uh, have a few years under our belts. We are looking for people who have a great deal of comfort and knowledge and can be innovative in the digital space. And so these are great opportunities for newer colleagues into the industry. Wonderful. Dara, what is a useful skill or skills that you look for in the young people that you hire? So I'll give you a hard skill and a soft skill. The the hard skill is that individuals who understand data analytics are so valuable. So oftentimes people look at marketing and communications in terms of the art of it, but truly there's an art and a science here. And the science part is invaluable. So someone who can understand audiences or target audiences and look at data and analysis and be able to extract an insight about those audiences, those insights are really the launch pad for effective marketing and communications in our modern world. Being able to understand data is a hard skill. The soft skill is solution orientation. So someone who is a go-to, get it done, who you put a problem or a challenge in front of them and they say, okay, I'm going to wrestle this to the ground and figure it out. Those are individuals that I want on my team. Absolutely. In this day and age, right? You can Google it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So Dara, is someone's major a deciding factor to break into your profession? In other words, if they haven't studied marketing or communications or even branding, is that a deal breaker? So the short answer is no. Case in point, I was a history major And that was an intentional choice for me because I really wanted to get a broad liberal arts education. And it hasn't held me back, arguably, in any ways in terms of uh, being effective at marketing and communications. When I'm building a team and particularly a, a diverse and integrated team, I want people that have a variety of different backgrounds, personally, professionally, life experiences. And so I think the key for a rising professional is to be able to articulate how the skills that you have are transferable into the industry or how the training and knowledge that you've gathered during your time at university will be able to apply to the work that you want to do. It's simply the story that you tell. I think any degree will not hold you back in any way in terms of entering into my field. Fantastic. What about a graduate school degree? And this is less so for somebody who wants to break into these fields, more so for somebody who wants to make it to the top of their industry. Certainly working for a higher education uh, institution, I'd be remiss if, if I said it wasn't important or didn't matter. I think there's a great deal of benefit to an advanced degree. Myself personally, I have my bachelor's of arts. I do not have a master's degree. So I think it depends on your individual journey and the opportunities that present themselves to you. It is not a mandatory in my experience. I'd say that's the bottom line. If you do go on to pursue a higher advanced degree, certainly I think it can benefit you, but it's not required in order for you to be successful in our field. That is so good to know. 
What about life experiences, Darren? By this, I mean outside the classroom. There's some people who think, depending upon the career, that studying foreign languages, that traveling, that doing volunteer work are beneficial for somebody who wants to break into a particular field. What kind of life experiences do you think are most useful for somebody who wants to come into the marketing and communications world? You're so spot on, Andrea. And some of those examples that you mentioned are the right ones. So speaking a foreign language, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, traveling to places that maybe you've only read about or perhaps never even heard of until you decided to pack your bag and go. Those are transformational experiences. And for marketers and communicators, we're storytellers. Your ability to be an explorer, to talk to different people, to not formally interview them, if you will, but to seek out to understand people and places, those are only things that will benefit you. And, you know, I'll go one step further and say, while I don't think an advanced degree is mandatory, I do think life experiences that push you outside of your comfort zone are mandatory to enter into a field like mine. I love that. And the fact that any of those experiences that you've just laid out, Dara, are just character building and they're an asset no matter what career you go into. So thank you so much. What for you, Dara, is the best part of being in this profession? I describe my work as essentially chief storyteller. And we have incredible stories to share here at Syracuse University, from the first-generation student to the faculty member who makes an incredible discovery in, in their lab, to the staff member who rises through the ranks over their 30 years here at Syracuse University. They're just amazing stories. As a marketer and communicator, our job, though, isn't just to tell these stories. It's to be a purposeful storyteller. And by that, what I mean is we want to ultimately motivate people to think, feel, and want to do certain things. And so for us, we want to motivate prospective students to want to come here to get their education. For our alumni, we want to motivate them to engage, to maybe mentor an undergraduate student or to give. We have incredibly successful alumni and donors who are so generous with their time and their resources and give back to us. When we tell great stories, we can motivate people to become involved and to give of themselves in ways that go on to help others. And so for me, that's incredibly fulfilling. Absolutely. Anytime you're involved in a mission, whether it's with, as in your case, university or whether it's a nonprofit, it ends up becoming something that doesn't always feel like work. I agree. And it's something that I found has been really pivotal and important for me in my career, which is that I learned early on that I'm mission driven. And so finding environments where I can fulfill that and finding work where I can fulfill that has become really important to me. And so I'd say a piece of advice for your Java junkies is identify what fills your tank and what fuels you and steer into that because uh, it won't feel like work for you. It will feel like joy. Absolutely. After they've filled their tank with caffeine, they can then (laughs) figure out what professionally fills their tank. So Dara, as you and I both know, even if you're a part of a mission that is something that 
motivates you and drives you and helps you get out of bed in the morning and fills your tank, there are always parts of a job that suck. So what is the part of your current job as Senior Vice President and Chief Communications Officer at Syracuse that sucks the most? I have 80 fabulous people that work on my team and they give so much of themselves. And I see great work that they do. And then there are times where I see opportunity to provide constructive feedback as well. Honestly, Andrea, I wish there were five of me because there just is not enough time in the day to dig in with all of my teammates in ways that I would like to dedicate the time to mentor each of them individually. That's hard for me because I see such potential in my uh, team members and teammates. And with the priorities that we have with only 24 hours in the day, I wish there were more time to dig in and spend time with each and every one in a more concerted way. Yeah, I can totally see that. And I think that is a challenge anytime you're a manager of a big team. So Dara, you've already touched on a little bit of advice you have for our young listeners, but what is the best career advice that you've ever gotten? The best career advice I ever received was this. There is not a single path to get to success. So my career, if you look at my career, I've worked in multiple different industries. I've tried my hands at a number of different types of communications. And I think having worked in diverse companies, having diverse experience is part of what has made me successful. And so it really stems back, though, to that piece of advice, which is there isn't a wrong decision and there isn't a wrong way to be. You know, what's the worst thing that happens is that you enter into a field that you hate. Well, as long as you learn from that and it motivates you to make different decisions moving forward, I think that that's important. If, if you're sitting at 18 years old and saying to yourself, I am making a decision now that will impact the next 60 years of my professional career, you're putting undue pressure on yourself. So take a deep breath and know that your path might not be a straight line. I love that. The only part that I didn't love, Dara, was the idea that we're telling these young people they're still going to be grinding away at age 78. <laughs> but who knows? Who That's knows? Right. You know, it's all good. And they may find, you know, their 18th profession is one that is volunteering at their neighborhood library. But we don't know. There so. you go. There you go. Okay. So two final espresso shots, Dara. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or even fiction books do you think accurately depict your profession? So if there's one out there, I've yet to find it. And I think part of that is that working in marketing and communications, working in brand development at a healthcare organization is very different than at a global humanitarian organization or within a higher education institution. And I'd say that's part of the beauty of this industry, which is that if you find the right environment for you, people, place, culture, or if you find the right mission, let's say, then you can find, as we were saying earlier, it doesn't feel like work. 
And uh, if you end up exploring a different industry later, you'll find it might be completely different for you. So lots of opportunities. If you, Andrea, find a great show that mirrors what my experience is like here, you know what? I'd grab my popcorn and my coffee and I'd I'd watch it. (laughs) Okay, well, fair enough. We don't have a shortcut for young people to get a visual on your industry, but you're certainly painting the picture nonetheless. So Dara, final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession? I think there's likely a perception that marketing and communication to a degree is glamorous. It's photo shoots, it's the makeup and the styling, it's running out to interview interesting people and tell fabulous stories. And certainly that is a fabulous aspect of the work that I do. There is a great deal, though, of roll up your sleeves, stand over a spreadsheet, map out what are the 15 interim deadlines in order to get, you know, the final product, be it a website or a large brochure done and delivered on budget on time. There's a great attention to detail and a great deal of strategy that goes into the work that we do. So while some of it might be, quote, sexy, there's a great deal of hard work that goes into creating beautiful stories and beautiful pieces. It's like you said earlier, there is a science to the art. That's exactly right. But that's part of what makes uh, my field so much fun. Yeah. And how it's evolving over the years, because certainly maybe 15 years ago, it hasn't been that long. It really was mostly an art. So that's a fantastic kind of evolution in the field. And I think it opens up the field to people who might not have considered it before. This evolution, it also opens the door for new people in the industry, for younger people, for new graduates. It creates opportunity for you because if you can show that you're an innovator, if you can show that you understand channels, particularly uh, influencer marketing, digital marketing, If you can sell yourself in that way, you can open up fabulous doorways for yourself. Wonderful. And we are going to be getting more into how you've opened up different doors in your incredible career, Dara, in the main Time for Coffee interview. Again, Java Junkies should check show notes to see if that episode has already been released. Dara, I want to thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. I really enjoyed our conversation. Me too, Andrea. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.